Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is Handbags at Dawn, the show dedicated to giving us justification for having seven lipsticks, five Disney princesses, and absolutely no money whatsoever in our bags. The detritus we carry around is symbolic, not disorganised at all. Here on Handbags at Dawn, we've made it our podcasting life's mission to investigate the innards of handbags, and nothing, not even a lack of time or common sense, will stop us. You're welcome, world. Brandishing our bags, mics in hands, we are your hosts, Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I started out in radio before working at Psycho TV for nine years on big entertainment shows. I now have two children, both of whom are mainly interested in whether my career path can somehow lead them to meeting Little Mix. Yeah! I've worked my writing way through the Telegraph and the Times, strutted my stylish stuff at Net-A-Porter in Matches Fashion, and now freelance my face off whilst fending for my family. This is the one where we indulge in 90s flashbacks, have post-roast raves, and simply come up with a concept for an international bestseller. Now we come over all Mary Poppins, slamming our bag on the table and smiling down our upturned noses in an almost annoyingly superior way as we pull out a 2 by one meter ornate gold leaf mirror. It was on sale. What were we supposed to do? This is our so big it's got its own weather system handbag. So, all of the admin has been done, the housekeeping is in order. Shall we start? Let's begin. Jess, in the time-honoured fashion, I'd like you to kick things off. Oh, what is this? Nice and easy. So we have some hair dye here. This <laughs> is my hair dye. I have astonishingly grey hair for such a young woman. And it's not nice and easy to colour your hair. It is nice and easy to spray this across your entire bathroom <laughs> and cause great issues within your relationship. It's not gone anywhere. It's gone everywhere. A tip from the top. little bit of nail varnish removed from cotton wool bud. It strips the paint off, but it also takes the colour off. Takes I remember the day that I found my first grey hair and I was standing in the ladies' loos at the Sunday Times and I looked in the mirror as I was washing my hands and I saw this grey hair which was just springing out of my head and I was 26 years old and I remember thinking how can this be happening now 
I am 26, although my hairdresser does kindly take to calling them my natural highlights, as she charges me 100 quid for the privilege of covering them in blonde dye. It's a travesty that this happens so early on. But then also more of a travesty that you end up having to spend so much money trying to cover them up. Why do we feel so much pressure to do it? Because it doesn't look very nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's obvious, isn't it? the other thing, though. I'm I'm making one of my serious points. What I've also noticed as my hair has gone more grey is that my hair has gone from being very straight and kind of nice and silky and thick to being all fly away and a bit curly and dare I say puby. Yeah, no, so it's not just the colour of your hair that changes as you get older. It's the whole texture and everything and it's only going to get worse, ladies. (laughs) On the flip side, we're very lucky to have hair that we need to colour. I often think that as I'm dumping another load onto my head. (laughs) But now you had the same problem as me, didn't you, when you were pregnant or after you had... What, that I got really big (laughs) with a baby in me? Yeah, that was a problem. After you'd had the little bundles of joy, like me, your hair all fell out, didn't it? I I got the horns. Do you remember? We both used to compare how we looked. We had these mad scientist hourly tufts of hair sprouting out, like a halo of hair that was regrowing. My little party trick to amuse all my friends was to pull my normal hair back and just leave my little <laughs> tiny weird like who was that guy in the Adams family <laughs> him it was it Hector Vector Pector Splector Sphincter <laughs> you know Sphincter <laughs> I remember Lurch I look like Lurch from the Adams family great so yes hair is massively definitive of what people think we look like and I'm very pleased that grey is in fashion at the moment not that I'd be seen dead with grey hair of course <laughs> but just because I can appreciate that other people can look really quite stylish with it there's some fantastically stylish women I know that have completely embraced their grey hair but hang on I would wager that the incredibly stylish people you know you you haven't seen those in the half growing out stage because that's what you never see you see someone with dyed hair little tiny grey root or you know the whole hog all flowing grey locks that bit that's halfway that looks like maybe you've just been dipped like the opposite of ombre <laughs> yeah. this is awful it's ombre in negative it's not stylish my sister my younger sister went to me god Charlotte you should it's so all the rage let it grow out and I thought you don't know what you're talking about I would have to wear a hat well you could shave it all off that's also very in fashion you could just have a skinhead as it grew out why don't we try that no not today (laughs) (laughs) but weirdly a change of hair is all it takes to produce incredible column inches there was a Balmain show the other day the reason you and I know about this is obviously because we're very much on fashion's knife edge but also because they changed people's hair colour so people who are brunette went blonde with wigs And vice versa, Kendall Jenner. (gasps) She's blonde. Oh my God, put it on everything. Because this woman woman wears wig. Shocker. But, you know, Kim Kardashian knows that it's one of the best tricks in the book to get everybody interested. She goes blonde. She goes brown. Oh, what will she be next? She's such a chameleon. It's like Madonna was doing this years ago, 20, 30 years ago. So uh, it's nothing really that groundbreaking. So you know when you look at an older person, they tend to dress like they're dressed in their heyday and go, right, this is my look. I shall remain in this look until I'm extremely old. They chose their favourite look and they stuck with it. 
What will our look be? Um, well, please, could it not be the uh, boot-cut jean? And, uh, oh, God. Oh, yeah, going out top. It was always, wasn't it? When we were at university, it was always, what are you going to wear? Oh, you know, jeans and a top. When did purple become a good idea? Because that wasn't something they're bringing forth from their heyday. Because this is the thing. So the purple rinse has made a comeback. And they look amazing, these girls. Is it just that you have to be stunningly beautiful to carry that off? Because if I strolled in on a Tuesday <laughs> to drop the kids at school and offer a meeting with a purple bonce, I would not get admiring glances. Yeah, I do think it's probably... Something that you can get away with if you have a particular kind of lifestyle. Like my sister had pink hair for a while. She's very cool. She's a food stylist. She was living in Hoxton at the time. So there you go. It's kind of a prerequisite. I don't think I would get away with it at the school gates in Buckinghamshire somehow. <laughs> You're doing that. Pink. You are, Jeff. Oh, go on. We could say that we've done it yeah. and no one would have any proof. <laughs> yeah, remember the phrase faces for radio, hair for radio. Well, agreed. I'm game if you're game. This soap is not delicious. Oh, before we could shake on it, oh. the bell has tolled. We oh. must we, we must move on. Save by the bell. Such a shame. <laughs> I was so excited. So, we're now going to pull out another item from our handbag. Oh, this one's come out quick. Right. This is a CD for the younger listeners. That's something you used to use to play music with. A compact disc. <laughs> when I started in radio, we used to take out mini disc players when I went to interview people. They were cutting edge technology that lasted for all of 10 or 15 technological minutes. Yeah. Now, I remember at school seeing one of the kids whose dad lived in America. He uh, came back from the uh, summer holidays and had a mini disc player. And we, we just thought it was amazing. And he was able to show off how he could go for a run with his mini disc player. And it wasn't jumping all over over the place like his old CD player did. Discman. Was it a Discman? You can't run with a Discman because they always had to sit upright, yeah, didn't they? Exactly. So it was very, very novel to be able to go running with a mini disc player. To be honest, actually, just casting our mind even further back. Cassettes. <laughs> tapes so I remember doing something actually very similar to what we're doing today <laughs> making radio programs by putting tape over the top of cassette tape so yes. that you could record over the top of them yeah. I ruined my reading of Snow White <laughs> ruined it I still remember it a little white tape with yellow and picture of Snow White no you will become a radio program where I will introduce such hits as Dizzy do you remember that song oh, yeah. <laughs> and Bartman do, do the Bartman <laughs> so this is a CD what it is of is of no relevance or importance but I wanted to ask where you stand on the musical spectrum these days because I'm very firmly within Disneyland <laughs> I, yeah. that is all I'm allowed to listen to apart from when I'm alone in the car and I put on music as loud as humanly possible and apparently accidentally blow my speakers with Guns N' Roses Beauty <laughs> Illusion too. No I have to say we've got a bit of a mix in our car we have managed to introduce some popular music so Taylor Swift is a massive, massive hit and it always makes me laugh hearing my five-year-old singing that I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. And then when she was actually singing the words the other night and she was like, it feels like a perfect night to dress up like hamsters. That was brilliant. <laughs> you know how much children really worryingly listen to the lyrics of songs? Really do, because, you know, with Disney, it's yeah. perfectly fine with pop music. You're like, la, 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 la. Oh, uh, I used to work at a record company and I was, through the process of research, uh, looking at the new Rihanna video 
video that had just come out. Everyone was talking about it and I had to have my finger on the proverbial pulse. And I remember my eldest coming in because I was watching it in the evening. She went, what are you listening to? And I went, um, it was, uh, it was called Which Better Have My Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> Love it! Which of course is not what the song is called. And Rihanna, could you not make that kind of music anymore? Because it's really difficult to explain to my child. <laughs> my daughter loves Sam Smith and her number one hit of his is Mummy on My Mind. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all love to sing along to for blast. Oh, so <laughs> Our children really like One Direction's Baby I'm Burping. <laughs> We could do our own cover hits. Who needs blimmin' old McDonald's? I just said blimmin'. Blimmin'. Blooming. Who needs to... Uh, we don't need to listen to all of the Disney hits anymore. We could just do kids' covers of popular music. You've heard it here first, folks. There you go. Christmas album coming up. <laughs> We have to, we've musically educated them recently. I mean, to be honest, what do we know? Yeah, I like it that Sarah Cox has basically meant that it's all right now for women of our age to listen to Radio 2. I love it and Six Music as well. But my husband isn't really so into music. He definitely uh, has been known to like James Blunt in his time. Sorry about that. Who uh, can, can make that confession? There is nothing wrong with James Blunt. James Blunt is... <laughs> Firstly, hilarious. Yeah, he's very good on Twitter. I'll give him that. Um, Which is what everyone looks for in an artist these <laughs> yeah. days. So when I put on my CDs, I hope someone's good on Twitter. Anyway, he's not so into music. And I try to educate him. And I think if you listen to six music, you'll hear loads of music that you'll really like. But he always will walk in at the moment that they've decided to play some Mongolian trance music. <laughs> And he's like, what are you listening to? What is this noise? I'm just like, if you'd just been in here a minute ago. They were playing the Drifters. Yeah. You'd have loved it. <laughs> you know I love it I think it really lifts my mood I love my kids to hear music I often find that if I'm feeling a bit stressed or whatever if I put the radio on and we turn it up nice and loud and we have a dance around or we put a bit of mummy on my mind on suddenly everybody's a lot happier it just changes the mood do you think as I do that that is why Let It Go was such a massive hit because it wasn't just a hit with children I have been known to sing that at the top of my voice when I just really needed to <laughs> you need to let ballad. stuff out and it does make you feel better I do the same we put music on in our kitchen entirely forgetting that people can walk just straight past and see us and we were last night having one of these well raves <laughs> post roast raves <laughs> and it would brilliant well yeah it's just suddenly become a family tradition that will be called that I shall use the capital letters rave yeah trademark <laughs> So we're having the post roast rave, as it shall henceforth yes. be known. I we've been going for a good hour now, so people were sweating. <laughs> Meat sweats. Yes. <laughs> Screaming everywhere. And my my eldest child said, Is it bath time yet? And I went, No, one more. So I put on another one. And she turned to me and she went, No more party rock. It's just too much. <laughs> Make it stop, mummy. I love shuffling. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is our prerogative to dance like a fool because I'm a mother now. Don't you find you can embrace music more than ever before in a public way? And you don't have to be drunk or mad. You can just be a mother and that is fine. It gives you carte blanche. Yes, exactly. And then suddenly you remember that your child isn't actually with you and everybody's looking a bit uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) You've just dropped your child at daycare. (laughs) But you're rocking it out in Sainsbury's by the Daz. Is Daz even a thing anymore? I don't know. We're doing all the all the flashbacks today, oh aren't we? God. It's like flashback special. <laughs> what was your first album you ever bought when you were a kid? Oh, it was something really kind of worthy, like Radiohead. But I remember my no. first. It I honestly was my first CD. But no, the first single I bought was "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me" by George Michael and Elton John, and I used to sing that at the top of my lungs. I loved it. What was yours? Um, mine was Kim Appleby's album. Do you remember Kim, Kim Appleby? Appleby. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just because you don't understand, you know, music. <laughs> Do you not remember Kim Appleby? Who's Kim Appleby? Do you remember Pat O'Banton? Oh my God, Pat O'Banton! But do you remember the video with the dancing lobsters? It was demented. We're barbering the hat. <laughs> well, I think we should have go and check in with the lobsters. Pat O'Banton. <laughs> let's just hold this broadcast to check in with Pat O'Banton and his lobsters. It gets increasingly weird. Uh, just to confirm, because we can't afford on this programme to include musical segments, there were, in fact, bubbling hut lobsters on Jess's fabulous music video. Literally, I could do better in clip art. <laughs> You know when people say, I remember in my day music used to tell a story. No, it didn't. (laughs) It really didn't. Although, remember Ace of Base? Of course I do. I mean, that told a story, didn't it? She leads a lonely life. It's like the precursor to Ed Sheeran, his number one (laughs) single. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if he was asked who his musical influences are. Ace of Base. (laughs) Wigfield. Gina G. Gina G. Timmy Mallet. (laughs) That is hilarious. 
<laughs> we could pontificate on who and who didn't influence Ed Sheeran's <laughs> first album in a fictional world for ages. But that sound signals the fact that we probably should stop and yeah. <laughs> move on to something else. Let's have one last feel around in this bag of wonders. Oh, there we go. Very nice. Yes, it's fancy, isn't it? Yeah, very. So we have a watch here. Um which obviously must be kind of leading us into some kind of thought-provoking discussion on time and how we never seem to have enough of it. It's like you can read my mind or my notes. <laughs> so anyway, time. It's like we never seem to have enough of it. <laughs> yeah. Where did that thought come from? Firstly, watches. I think they're really retro. Yes, they are. I'm actually wearing a watch. Ooh. I'm so 90s. No, I like wearing a watch. I never really look at it meaningfully, apart from when it's three o'clock and I'm suddenly thinking, oh God, I've got to get to school to pick my daughter up because time just flies. So I think if I had to summarise for someone who is about to have kids, the thing that you will struggle with most, it would be time. I saw a friend the other day who clutched me by my arm with this wild look on her and went, why didn't you tell me? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> she has a seven-month-old. Yes, you're always chasing your tail. Of course you are. Then I also spend a lot of time looking at the kids going, stay like that, usually when yes. they're asleep. But then the alternative is not growing up, and of course you want that yes, too. Exactly. So you don't want them to stop being these gorgeous little cute bundles of loveliness. Then I always feel like I haven't got quite enough time to appreciate all of this because you're always trying to race somewhere. The children always go to me, why are we in such a rush? And I, what I do is I flip that on its head and go, because you yes. <laughs> refuse to get dressed for half an hour. You not. You've been standing there watching CBeebies with one sock on for the last 45 minutes. But then also, I am massively to blame. So I'll go, right, we need to be somewhere by this point. Okay, so what I see there is some available time. And what I will do is insert in that time slot something that is never going to fit in that time slot, thereby making myself late for something I could have been early for. I need to stop filling those extra minutes with unnecessary things because I'm always turning up late. I'm always the one on the wheel arches of my car as my children are saying, Mummy, please, can't we just stay at home this afternoon? afternoon it's funny what you're saying there about the children about wanting time to stand still but also wanting it to fast forward and we basically need to invent some kind of time machine don't we and then we can go back and enjoy pato banton in the period in which it was meant for i love the fact that that is what you would use your time machine for i must get really back into my pato banton but in the era to which he is accustomed but i remember someone saying to me when you've got small children the days are long but the years are short and I just thought it was so poignant and so true and when I'm having one of those days I do try to remember that because you do just suddenly think and it's usually when they're sleeping I have to say when you suddenly look at them and they just look all gorgeous and rosy cheeked and you just think oh my goodness this moment in time I just want to freeze it you see older people looking at you with your little kids and yeah what I'm doing is probably inventing a scenario I mean they may have just kind of zoned out (laughs) They might be thinking about all the lovely free time they've got and thank God they don't have to wrestle with children in pizza places anymore. But what I think they're thinking is, oh, I remember those lovely days with the little ones, how I miss them. And then it makes me feel a bit guilty that I was a bit grumpy that morning. And that person's fictional thought process that probably isn't even happening, I've used to turn into making myself feel guilty about 
something. People say, be present. I try and be present. I really do. You have to try and appreciate what's happening in the here and now. But we are always pulled in so many different directions. And if you try and sit down and enjoy one thing, I've tried it recently. Over the weekend, I tried. I thought, I will sit down for a second and look at my children and I will answer them immediately. I won't do that thing. I don't know if any parents listening do this. I've noticed it in myself. I'll be doing something. I will be asked a question. And there is a period of about one and a half seconds where your brain subconsciously decides whether or not this is something you have to respond to. (laughs) Sometimes they're just making a passing observation or they're having a fight with their sibling and your brain decides, carry on with what you're doing. It's fine. Just leave them, leave them. They'll be fine. Or it decides, yes, no, you're absolutely right. That is a really good picture. Oh, yes, there was a rainbow yesterday. You have to leave that requisite one and a half seconds. Honestly, notice it. You'll notice it now. If your child asks you a question and you're doing something, you'll go... Okay, no, you need me to answer this one. That's the time, one and a half seconds. But I worry that if I'm sitting down just playing in the sitting room, then I go, I should have organised 15 playdates. We should have learned tennis. What am I doing? The children should be free water swimming. Wasting time, wasting time. Yeah, why aren't we canoeing? I worry about Why this. Are we? Why are we canoeing? <laughs> Children should be able to play instruments. There is this absolutely ridiculous thing that you've got to fit in as much as possible, but be present and be mindful yeah. and be relaxed, but be engaging. And all this comes down to time because no one's got time to do all of that. Well, I think a lot of this comes down from the guilt that a lot of us now feel about the amount of time we spend on our phones. The counter argument is now mindfulness. So you're downloading ironically some mindfulness app on your phone to keep you more tuned into your phone but if you think about it I don't think that parents of generations gone by really spent all this time playing with their children that we like to think that they did and that we berate ourselves that we don't spend enough time actually doing things with our children in the way that previous generations did no I remember from my childhood my sister and I used to make our own fun together a lot and yes my mother would take us off and we'd have lovely outings and things but there was not lots of sitting down and giving us things to occupy ourselves we went and made our own fun and I remember her saying that when she was growing up she'd literally just be let out first thing in the morning and then be called back with a bell you know at sort of eight o'clock at night again it's another thing for us to put pressure on ourselves about isn't it that we've got to be sitting down and crafting and all of this with our children otherwise they're all just going to be phone addicted let's be honest women our grandmother's generation and beyond that would have been at the mangle and would have been spending a lot of time I don't think my grandmother's that old actually I don't think they would have used the mangle a little bit insulting insulting (laughs) sorry sorry. women from our grandmother's generation and older were spending a lot more time having to do housework so they wouldn't have been spending loads of time playing with their children it's just become another thing for us to feel guilty about that we don't really need to and I think it's actually really important for kids to be allowed to get a little bit bored sometimes and to make their own fun that's when my kids play the best when I back off and just let them use their imagination because otherwise I'm inflicting my big adult sense of reason (laughs) on their game which doesn't require any you mentioned earlier about the guilt that we feel about iPhones and yes we probably spend too much time scrolling through the internet But I remember very clearly adults finding many other ways of ignoring children (laughs) when I was growing up. It's not all about iPhones. It's magazines. It's books. I remember sitting with adults who were on the phone jabbering on for hours and hours, having a conversation, trying to interrupt. No, I'm having an adult conversation. I'm having a backlash against the backlash. (laughs) There is plenty of room for allowing yourself a moment in the madness of the day. And actually for work, I've said to my children before, I'm checking my emails. I'm writing a letter. And I tell her I'm 
sending an email, I'm reading the news. So I'll tell her what I'm doing. So she doesn't just think I'm playing Candy Crush. You are sometimes, Jess. Um, (laughs) But no, but you could argue in my backlash against the backlash that actually you're protecting children from all this horrifying news because I used to have to sit and watch the six o'clock news with my parents and go, what's all this war thing? And go to bed really frightened. Now I'm scrolling it. They don't need to know about it. They're dancing. They're covered in face paints. They're in a happy little world where they don't have to be subjected to this. You don't want to ignore your children, of course, but I think everyone's allowed a little bit of time and however that manifests itself. Okay, be fine with it as long as everyone's happy. It should be called space parenting. parenting. That makes it sound... Yeah, just invented it. So you give that child space. It's the antithesis of helicopter parenting. I'm allowing my child the space and the freedom to form their own opinions and use their own imaginations without my own personality inflicting its demands on my child. We could write a book about this and it would be a bestseller. I think Daddy needs cold beer. It's good we've had to stop because we're just off to draft our first worldwide sensation childcare manual. (laughs) We are really touched that you're listening to us. Across the world, in fact. People as far as Singapore are listening. In New Zealand, we have listeners. In France, Jess, you'll be pleased to hear we have listeners. Many in the States. Sweden as well, I noticed. Yes. Hello, Svenska. (laughs) That means Swedish. I just said hello, Swedish. We'll look forward to meeting up with you again next week. Same place, any time, such as the joy of this radio on-demand lark. If you feel you may want to subscribe to our show, then do. Don't let anything stop you. You know it feels right. Until then, we're on Twitter and Instagram if you need us, at Handbags Podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Yeah, you can. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.